The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I get strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Alright, we are back with our resident expert guest, Anne-Marie. Uh, she shared more of her story, her backstory last Saturday. So if you missed that, you can go listen to it. But she's the founder and creator of My Fit City World. And she is a certified personal trainer. And she's very passionate about not only helping her clients and their goals and mostly clients in recovery. She, she shared last week that the universe just sort of handed her that. And as someone in recovery, it makes sense for her. But today we're going to talk about how to inspire and motivate our kids to lead balanced and healthy relationships with exercise from a young age. And I don't think I had any guidance, Anne-Marie, when it came to exercise when I was a kid. I just started going to the gym somehow and running a lot. I remember running around my neighborhood holding a CD pack like I would have to pick the CD, have the full headphones. And if I would run or, you know, trip, yeah. it would skip the CD. Yeah. So, but I would go for miles and miles in my neighborhood. I, I don't even know really why and how that started, but I remember it got a little out of control. And when I was in high school was when my eating disorder picked up and running was definitely something that I used parallel to my food issues. So 
How do we help motivate our kids to want to move their bodies, but not trigger them or mess them up in any way? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast you did recently and it's, you were talking about kids and when to be in tune if they have issues that come up. I think the opposite spectrum that I come from is how do we even motivate our kids to move in the first place? In the eating disorder recovery world, we get definitely a tunnel vision to just the extreme of restriction and and doing too much. What I tend to see that we also needs to be a conversation is that there's a lot of kids who are not doing enough. And how do we find that balance of kids who are not doing enough and kids who are doing too much and, and merge it all together? And it started off with my experience growing up. And I, I just did the regular extracurricular activities. I was a dancer. I was a swimmer. When I thought of working out, it wasn't necessarily the act of like, take an hour a day and move your body this way. It was just like, you just were active as a kid. And then when I didn't have those activities as a part of my life that I had to go to after high school, when I went to college and didn't do any of that, that's when I really started to get out of shape. And when I've done a lot of reflecting and now I actually go around with the Titans to elementary, middle schools, all around middle Tennessee. And we talk about exercising. We talk about eating healthy. And what I'm finding is a lot of kids actually don't understand what even means to even just move your body in a healthy way, period. What it means that it's okay. Like dancing for 20 minutes, especially in the world of TikTok videos, that's exercise. That's moving your body. And as parents, And I can speak to what I've done with my kid and she's, my oldest is just three. And I set this pattern of exercises as having dance parties in the garage together and doing it activities that we can do together. Cause I know there's going to come a point when you have teenagers and they don't want to do anything with you, but I want her from an early age. And I've, I've recommended this to a lot of my clients. And I've talked to a lot of other parents about the more you can do with your child from an early age the better it sets. Now there's the circumstances of you as an adult, maybe you don't even move your body that much. And you're like, Hey, let's just go on walks together. It's all about the togetherness factor. Or if you don't do it together, it's about them seeing you do it yourself. So the patterns you set yourself, which leads into making sure adults have the healthy patterns themselves, which is a whole nother conversation. But I know my dad, I think swam laps growing up, but my mom did not work out. It was just not a not a thing that they did. And so for me, when I got around to developing good, healthy habits with working out, I didn't know what that looked like because all I knew was the extreme of working out in the gym two hours a day, the eating restrictive. I didn't know what a healthy balanced workout looks like. And that looks like just moving your body in whatever way motivates you on a daily basis. But having a, you know, having your kids see you do it because actions do speak louder than words. Always, always, always. We're talking about kids right now, but anybody yeah. listening could apply this to their life, whether For you're sure. a parent or just an adult and you have no kids and you're still listening yeah. to this right now because this information really can be applied to anybody. It's like maybe for you, it is 15 minutes of dancing or yeah. uh, riding a bike. Like I used to think with my son, if he wanted to go ride ride his bike and he wanted me to come with him, that I had to complete some other workout before at a different point in the day for myself. And then I could enjoy an activity with him, whether it's he was riding his bike and I walk the dog alongside him or I get on my bike, which riding a bike is not my preferred thing, but it's something he really enjoys doing and loves when I do it with him. And so 
I tell this story as a story of, of hope and encouragement that once you let go of the shackles of your workout has to be X, Y, Z. Now I enjoy bike rides with my son and yeah. I kind of check that box as well. I moved my body today too. And I did it with him and it was a, a win-win because we yeah. got quality time. He moved, I moved, and then I didn't have any other stress in my brain of, oh, but I just took this hour to ride bikes with him. And now I got to find an hour to do something else for myself that falls into my box of workouts, which was way more intense. Do you feel like if you would have loved riding a bike that would have classified it into your checkbox or was it more? I mean, maybe my thing with riding bikes is I, when I was pretty unhealthy, uh, with movement, I did things like triathlons, which triathlons are not bad. Maybe you enjoy them. I did not. I did them with the intent of I'm going to sign up for a triathlon and I'm going to be training so much that I am going to lose so much weight and it's going to be amazing. And the problem is I never did because I was also training so much that I was always so hungry and I had zero control around food. So I ate way too much. And so I never ended up losing any weight doing a triathlon. I was... Probably because, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care the size of my body. But for me, the way my body was built, like the triathlons were putting size on me because of the different exercises I was doing and how it was Mm -hmm. building me up. And so then it was like, dang it, this is counterintuitive to what I was doing. (laughs) And so then I think I, I gave it all up. I'm like, okay, forget swimming, forget running, forget biking. And so maybe that was where my, why I don't like to ride bikes, but now I do. But it took me going through the recovery journey to get there. And then, you know, I think my daughter's probably the more difficult one to get moving. I mean, my son does jujitsu. He's playing football. He loves to ride his bike. My daughter would sit inside and watch anime all day, every day. I have to make deals to get her to go to the park, to just be with the trees, just to breathe in the fresh air. And I mean, it's funny, she like that it'll be on our schedule. She'd be like, how about on Saturday in two weeks? <laughs> like, yeah. And there'll be all these things and I'll be like, okay, it's our park date. But I do need to think of things for her specifically because I am worried about just her body. I mean, it's we need, she yeah. needs to move. She can't just do school and then sit around. And I would say yeah. all of this to her face, by the way, I'm not saying anything like behind her back. I find too that a lot of my middle schoolers and high schoolers that I work with who are very more screen heavy and I'm somebody who's like, I'm not anti-screen when it comes to wanting to watch stuff, but there's actually a lot of fun programs that exist that you can watch them do any kind of like dancing or stretching or just basic movements. I have one client who she loves watching movies. And so I was like, okay, if you, she likes the act of just sitting down, staring at a screen. So she doesn't have to think about anything else. That's what it roots from. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to just watch this video together. And it was a movement video and it was just like a basic stretching kind of on the meditative site. Cause I'm like, I don't have to take you out of your environment. We're going to sit here in your room and we're going to do this together. And that's kind of how I introduced her to just movement And it didn't look like, all right, now I'm going to pull you away from your safe space, whether it be your room, whether it be your family room and go somewhere else. I slowly eased her into, we're going to do movement outside of your room, but we're not going to do it right now. And it is, it is a struggle. I know with, you can't necessarily uh, ideas you instill in kids from the younger age. I was like that myself. You can't necessarily say they're going to be there for their entire life, but 
they're going to think back at some point of your life. But like, I remember when my mom went on walks with me. I remember when my mom went bike riding with me. I remember that my mom went to work out. Like they're going to remember these things no matter what they're going to stick in their head. I have a lot of clients who they have one parent who worked out one parent who did not And that was the dynamic growing up. And so they don't know what that healthy in-between balance looks like. And it looks like just moving your body with a family so that it doesn't even feel like exercise. It doesn't even feel like a chore. It's like, we're just going to do this as a family. And I know the family dynamic, the family unit looks different for everybody, whatever that looks like, but it's like, just do it. Even if they hate it, just do it. Cause they're going to remember it years down the road as they're trying to develop healthy habits as an adult or healthy habits. If they have their own family, what have you, the kids are going to remember these things. And it's already, it, it proves that they will over time, even though they might hate it in the moment. What advice do you have if you have clients that are, or you're working with someone that's like, oh, you know, I'm starting to already see some disordered exercise behavior developing in my child. How can I help her or him scale it back without getting them angry? I'm probably speaking about teenagers and specifically because, you know, they like to do everything the opposite of what (laughs) the parents say. So how can you just help? sort of guide them like, Hey, you don't, you don't have to go run four miles again today. Yeah. Well, especially too, because when the more you push it, the more they sometimes tend to hide it too. They'll hide it and they'll start to do workouts, you know, where you can't see it or they'll start to run in areas, you know, where you just don't know what's going on. The healthiest thing is to even mention that you do notice something is up and they're going to push back, but deep down inside, they do know, yes, I am developing these patterns, but I, approaching it in a way that is coming from a place of not accusing them of anything. It's just like, Oh, Hey, I I see you're going on this, you know, two hour run. What is it about this two hour run that makes you happy to do it? Just kind of talk to them more about the root, the emotional causes about it. They're not going to understand the psychology that you're trying to go about them from a psychology route with it. And I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist by any standards, but from a physical health standard, trying to approach it about what is it that they like about this. And, you know, there's going to be the five times in a row where they say, oh, I don't know, I just like it. But they're going to eventually start to open up to you. I have found in my experience, the more you come at them from an inquisitive standpoint of, why are you doing this? Like, I maybe want to do this with you. What is it about? Where are you going? And and first break into their shell that way. So once you're in their comfort zone of that, start to be like, well, I have found that doing the, you know, running for 30 minutes, is healthier on your body than two hours to start to kind of drop little notes in there about what is healthier and why it might be healthier for their body. But then also at the same time, have active conversations with people. Like if they are in an activity, if say they are in sports and they're doing this stuff outside of the sports spectrum, start to talk to their coaches behind the scenes, mm-hmm. start to talk to teachers they may have, start to talk to their doctor about this. And you can have other people tune in on it. So it doesn't have the whole weight of this issue doesn't have to be on your shoulders. And you don't have to feel like you're going behind their back because at the end of the day, they're still under 18. They're still your, you know, your legal responsibility to take care of them. But if you can approach it from a more loving, emotional standpoint, but then have the people on the outside kind of look in with those more, I guess, in tune to, is this getting to be more obsessive behavior so that there's a a force working with you and it's not all on your shoulders. That's going to be a world's difference. 
I love that. And I love that you said being inquisitive. Curiosity is everything Mm -hmm. with my kids. And yeah, they might seem annoyed at times, but the fact that you're asking questions, it'll pay off in the long run. So curiosity is huge and it just leads to more conversation. And something that in some of my work with my kids, I have found, and I know this has worked for other people too, sometimes having conversations in the car where they don't have to make eye contact with you because you're driving more than likely and it allows for more conversation. So maybe if you do have to have a chat about something, try doing it in the car. Yeah. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for talking about the workout exercise side of things when it comes to kids. And next Saturday, we're going to talk about helping our kids lead a more balanced lifestyle when it comes to their relationship with food and how to inspire and motivate that. So Emory, in the meantime, where can they find you on Instagram? Go Instagram is Fit City Pearl. So it's Fit City, last word, Pearl. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.